You're listening to My Holistic Life, the happiness over everything podcast with your hosts, Den Shay Lee and Natasha McCray. Join the holistic nation and learn the secrets that will take you from fear of judgment and living down to other people's expectations to being free to live life on your own damn terms. By listening to this podcast, you can expect to experience radical self-love, orgasms for lunch, spontaneous trips and vacay, first-class everything, and upgrade your career, friends, and love. Increase self-confidence, elevated mood, and overflowing opportunities. Your friends will praise you. You will be blessed. And your hosts, Natasha McRae is a life coach and filmmaker. Pleasure is her mission. She believes every food experience should be a party in your mouth and that life should feel good. Natasha loves Korean dramas and kayaking. Den Shay Lee is a product development guru and self-care advocate. She loves to travel internationally and never turns down an invitation to enjoy nature. Den Shay believes life should be full of fun and orgasms. My Holistic Life can be found on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms where quality podcasts are found. Now get ready. It's time to put happiness over everything. Hey, fam. <laughs> we about we to go again. in on this one. Here we are mm-hmm. again, y'all. Welcome to our holistic life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We talking about stress today, y'all. We got to talk about it. In a very transparent way, too. Yeah. I always tell people, you want to know all the, the tea on Natasha and Denshe, <laughs> you need to listen to our podcast. Like, the podcast gets more than any interview, any yeah. public Facebook Live, any seven-minute motivation, anything that I post online, I feel like the podcast gets even more in-depth. What do you think? Probably because it's not scripted. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it is like really girlfriend chat. Yeah, it's that's what it is. You know, sometimes we're prepared chat. for other things. We're prepared for the lives. We're prepared for these other things. And we hop into the podcast not so prepared for the conversation. It's like really us diving into yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And we get to to vibe off of each other. I think that's yeah. the big deal vibing off of each other mm-hmm. man so stress Denshe. Mm-hmm. what was your first experience with stress i've been trying to think about that one i think i go way back well you go first because i gotta think real hard okay so you think <laughs> think real hard because you know a lot of times we don't even know we have stress but as we ask that question and because we've talked about it and it's in our consciousness and we're seeing therapists and all the work we've done i think I've gone back when I first asked that question to myself, I think about the time of single motherhood for the second time after my second divorce. I feel like that was a huge time. But then as I keep talking, I go, oh, man, no, I think I was definitely stressed after the first divorce. And then I keep talking and I say, Mm -hmm. you know what? My very first experience with stress that I can remember comes from when I found out I had twin brothers 
Oh, wow. And they weren't my mom's kids. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, don't tell anyone. I remember carrying that stress. I was carrying other stuff too, probably false guilt and false shame. But I remember being stressed out. I did end up telling one close friend. Mm -hmm. And I think I went inside of myself a little bit because I've always been kind of open and transparent. And I'm mm -hmm. one of those truth seekers in life. I'm a truth seeker. So somebody... If something go down with me, you gonna know. I don't really do secrets. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna tell somebody else's stuff. Right. But I was like, if y'all want me to keep, don't tell me no secrets. Don't tell me no <laughs> secrets that got to do with me because I'm gonna talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that was one of my very first experiences with feeling stressed out. And at that time, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that's what it was. I mean, I went way further back, which is kind of scary. Mm. I went way back to walking home from elementary school. And I don't know if you remember this, but remember there were vans that were kidnapping kids? Yes. And that's the thing that comes up. And I'm like, let me think. Let me think. The first time I felt stressed out. I'm like, that's the first time I really felt very, very stressed, mm. very afraid unsafe yeah. and still like, I have to protect my brother. Like I'm walking with my brother. Mm -hmm. And then immediately things that start coming up is like from the riots. And I remember walking home from school and seeing like the national guard and they have guns pointed at you and you're a child. Wow. And I, I remember you? that I, man, I was in elementary. So maybe I was like eight ish, wow. nine ish. And so most of my things that start popping up when you ask the question were like living in like a, commu a gated community, but also knowing that there were drug dealers, mm -hmm. like not growing up in a safe environment, I think is my very first time that I can remember encountering wow. stress. Wow. And that, that's, that's profound. Because we all don't have the same life experiences. Right. And when I think about that, it made me think of the statistic we were talking about. What was that stat? Mm -hmm. Oh, that, yeah. Let me let me go get that for everyone. Yeah, let's yeah, y'all need to hear this because I see it to be true in, you know, like my friends, and I could believe it because of our community and society where we are. Mm -hmm. And it's just profound yeah. to hear you say that like that hits a chord in me because here I am talking about 15 and and not to discount anyone's you know stress and what they've gone through but I'm sitting here like right. wanting to go scoop up that little eight-year-old girl I'm like I want to hold her and hug her and tell her everything's going to be okay and then you know I guess the way you process it isn't the way that it actually is it's yes. like oh I'm brave mm-hmm it's like, that's the first time I can remember being like, I feel brave. Mm -hmm. We got home safe. Everybody's yeah. safe. We walked past guns. We safe. We made it past drug dealers. We safe. I'm brave. Yeah. I survived. <laughs> I survived, but it's, it was still stressful. And I, mm -hmm. I never processed that. The beautiful thing about life and human beings is we're all multifaceted. Every mm -hmm. experience we have is multifaceted. 
You know, we talked about that when we were talking about grief before. It's like you can be grieving, but y'all can still be cracking up laughing about some story that someone Mm -hmm. said. So even Mm -hmm. in the midst of you were brave, you did make it, you did survive, Mm -hmm. but let's not ignore that there was stress and probably still is stress until we choose to release that. Yeah. So tell us what that said. What immediately comes up as well. And then I'll read the quote. It's also... When I've had a few experiences on the corporate job where, you know, I will express that the way that I feel is I feel attacked, right? Mm. And I think that still comes back from like, I don't feel safe in the corporate environment. Yeah, I don't feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. And people are constantly coming with things that are like trying to discredit me or discredit things Mm. I say. Mm -hmm. So it's a very different environment. It's not the walking home from school with the violence in the neighborhood, but it still is like, you don't feel safe. And is that where the root of my stress comes from? Like that not feeling safe. It could. Oh my God. Why is this turning into a therapy session? Because as you're saying that it is, we all have this, we all carry that phrase, that thing with us from childhood and we have to just be aware and mine is not being seen not being seen Mm. and I think it comes from that it comes from being the youngest everyone was doing so many things Mm -hmm. I was kind of like an afterthought and then when Mm -hmm. I the situation with my my dad and all of that it became where I'm not seen and so that becomes a big part of my stress as an adult Like in situations, if Ben and I are going through something or he's not listening to me or I feel like I'm being challenged with something, it's not being seen. If I feel my business isn't growing enough, it's feeling not being seen. If I feel like I want to have more acting gig, it's not being seen. So Mm -hmm. I can relate to you on a on a different level because, oh, wow, y'all, I don't know. We're going we're going to publish this episode. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool with me. I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, so let me, let's go ahead. So in Healthline, we were reading an article and Dr. Jamita Nicole Barlow, who's a community health psychologist, quote and said that people are literally carrying stress that they don't need to carry. It's not serving them in any way. But when you look at the root of that, it's fear. And then when we get into, you know, just us primarily, I think primarily our following is women and the step above that a little more primarily might be black women. And as a result, black women also tend to have heightened cortisol levels, which lead to chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension and other health implications. So it's like that fear from a little girl. That translates into like my work day. Yeah. That is not being fully processed. Yeah. And that's my pre diabetes. Yeah. Bam. That cortisol is no joke, y'all. Cortisol will jack you up. I know that for me, stress is definitely physically manifested itself. This profound because the fact that we could be carrying stress from moments that aren't in this moment. I guess that's where mindfulness and um, comes in, you know, how can we live in the moment? Carrying stress Mm -hmm. from moments that moments that aren't this moment from the past can have such a profound effect on us in the present moment physically. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's so wild. Deep. That is deep. Because we also just as a group of the girls, we started to connect with the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, right? Yes. And when you're a spiritual being having a human experience, the concept of time does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like some of those things that you never process, they just still there waiting to get processed. Yep. Yeah. Oh, child. Come on. You have me <laughs> shouting in the seat. <laughs> just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like the choir. The choir need to start singing right now. You know, the preacher. Cue the choir. Right. (laughs) Get some sound effects. Don't cry. Dry Mm -hmm. your eyes. (laughs) Man. And I don't want to give, like, stress a bad rap, right? Like cortisol. Like how we talked about cortisol. We need it. Our bodies are amazing mm-hmm. these human bodies are amazing and when you are threatened that is what your body is supposed to do it's supposed to be like hey yes. there's a there's a threat run mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then cortisol is released and adrenaline is going and you're supposed yep. to be running away from something yeah and that's fine that is okay but then the part that's not okay is we never make it to that safe space to calm down and be like, we got away. We got away. Yo, yeah, it's become a lifestyle. And then you become, mm-hmm. addi- I think you become addicted. Some people are addicted to stress. And yeah. maybe from the, if I want to paint the picture, it may not even be the full-blown addiction. It could be the psychological mind maps, like physical mind maps in the brain, mm-hmm. neurological pathways to stress, to that being your lifestyle. That's what you expect. That's what you end up getting. There's that as well. Because I know that I, when I was running crazy after my second divorce, I was constantly on the grind doing stuff, trying to make ends meet, taking Jordan here, taking Jordan there, doing my auditions. Like I didn't have time to relax. And two things happened for me. One, half the time I wouldn't relax because I'd feel like something was wrong or not getting done. Mm-hmm. Every time I went to relax, my body was saying, no, you need to be moving. You need to be stressing. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that was the word, but that's what I needed. And it was mm-hmm. addictive. And then the other thing that would happen is I would be completely burnt out, completely wiped out, like crash. I would crash on my parents' couch for like three, four days at doing nothing. And it wasn't because I was choosing to relax and alleviate mm-hmm. some stress. It was because I burned myself the hell out. My adrenals were like, goodbye. Yeah. You know, and stress definitely manifests physically. You talk about the cortisol. I mean, I'm on the Mm pre-diabetic, you know, and that's something that I'm constantly is in my mind and I need to, and I'm working towards to Mm -hmm. remove it out of my life. But physically it takes a toll on your body. When was the first time you knew that stress was the cause of something physical in your body? The first time I knew was when I, and I probably tell this when I talk about when I know the beginning of my self-care journey as well, mm-hmm. was the time that I had a lot of pelvic pain, mm-hmm. didn't know why I was having the pelvic pain, had a doctor's appointment, 
the particular company I worked for at the time told them, I have a doctor's appointment, can't make this meeting. So-and-so has all the information. They were like, "You could you come in? Yeah. I came in and Chelsea, who's my business partner for Bagbox, mm-hmm. she asked me if I was okay. And I said, I'm not okay. And I just started crying at work. Wow. And like to go, go to the extremes of like the doctor being like, oh, I don't know. Your pelvic exam looks fine and the ultrasound looks fine and biopsy is clear. And I'm still like, well, what's wrong with me? And then that's yeah. when she just was like, you're just stressed and you should lower your stress levels. And I'm like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me. Like, woman, how no, I'm in excruciating pain. This yeah. is not just stress, you know? Like, yeah. what, what is stress? And it was like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stress is that word that we don't really, it's kind of like love. You know, when people say the word love and sometimes they're like, what is that? Is it this Mm -hmm. thing that's in the air? People throw it around like it's, and you know, but it's not, it's literally a physically physical thing. It is alive and living in this world. You're going to have some level of stress and it's so important to one, recognize it, but then two, you got to figure out like, what do I personally need? You know, because yeah. And that's the, that's the big deal. I think we should be constantly having relationship with self. If we can Mm -hmm. constantly have relationship with self, then we can ask those questions intuitively and they can intuitively be answered. What do you need? Mm -hmm. It's not as easy, but it's very simple, you know? Not as easy, but simple. Mm-hmm. I like how you did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's me sitting here saying this now. You know, was I saying this in the middle of my stress? Like, I remember my, I think my stress physically manifested. There are two situations where I didn't know it was stress, but I think it was more intuition was when I was dating this guy. And every time I would visit him, I would throw up. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> And it wasn't like I would see him and then blah, it would be like over the course of the weekend. Yeah, it wasn't like that. I couldn't date that guy. But it was over the course of the weekend, I would always have some stomach flu. And I always thought, oh, it's stomach flu, it's stomach flu. But I really think Mm -hmm. it was that intuitive stress. And I think that was something slightly different than stress, but it was stressing my body. So that was Mm -hmm. a physical manifestation of my intuition. But The stress came when I started Love CEO Institute when I was working full time and Mm -hmm. I would come home and do the business. But I was like kind of spinning my wheels a little bit or doing everything on my own. I didn't delegate. I had the money to delegate. I had no idea why I wasn't delegating. And so Mm -hmm. I was doing it all myself. And I'm very vain in a sense when it comes to my skin. And so that was when I noticed my skin was Mm -hmm. jacked. I had like major wrinkles. I had dark circles under my eyes. And then I started getting acne. And I was like, yeah. And so I know. And that's what God was like. We gonna have to mess up her face for her to get her attention. (laughs) But that's, I mean, that's what it is. Sometimes it's, it's really like, it's really your body being like, I have to get your attention. Hello, pay Mm -hmm. attention to me. Hello. You're not okay. We are (laughs) not okay. It's your skin. And yeah, that would make was, you be like, wait, what's, what's going on with my face? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what me, got my attention. It was pain. It had to be a, a high level of pain because I was walking around for weeks being like, yeah. eh, I was just a little uncomfortable until the, no, no, this hurts. I'm going to the doctor. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking earlier and we talked about I was I was jokingly saying that I think you and I have amazing toolboxes when it comes to oh, yeah. like personal development and healing and alternatives and all this other stuff. So combined, we got a big ass toolbox, y'all, of like personal development, personal growth, taking care of ourselves, our self-care, all of that. Mm-hmm. But we can still be happy and still be stressed out. Yeah. I think even saying that out loud is important for someone to hear that because most of the time I think we want to mask, especially Mm -hmm. I talk about this a lot, like, oh, I'm a coach and I'm coaching people in the designing their life. So therefore I have to have a mind game with myself to say, it's okay for you not to be okay every moment of the day, just because you're Mm -hmm. a life coach and you have clients. And I think about that when it comes to stress and the happiness, you know, over everything lifestyle, it's like, you can still be happy and still be stressed. And if we don't address that, then the Mm -hmm. stress will continue to stay and continue to manifest. So Mm -hmm. between you and I and our big ass toolbox or tool shed. We got a shed, (laughs) y'all. We got a shed. You know, we each got a toolbox, but combined. Y'all, you need to hang with us because we got a shit. We get your life right. We get it right. <laughs> get, get, it right get it tight. <laughs> what are some of the things that you have done that yeah. have been helpful? And maybe even yeah. still have challenges. You know, there may still be some challenges. The realness of I'll, doing can, some stuff um, and maybe not working. I can answer both of those because very recently in a therapy session, Uh, my therapist acknowledged and brought to my attention that I have a different threshold for stress. Like Mm. I can be in really stressful situations and be a really calm person to the point that I might not even realize I'm stressed. Yeah. And it's because I do all the things. I mean, for me, it's like my morning routine really helps me like working out in the morning. There's some things Mm -hmm. like psychologically that goes off like I killed my workout. Bam. Yeah. Like, I'm ready for anything. Bring it, you know? <laughs> and then on the more gentle side of things, it's like trying to, you know, use whether it's different herbs to ground me that I'm burning something, mm-hmm. that I rely on crystals to connect with intentions, that I follow moon cycles, right? Yeah. So that I'm like, write this, release that, journaling, mm-hmm. setting an intention for my day. Those things help me navigate the freaking hood ass neighborhood that I live in. This is my mm. life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Rise above it and be walking around it like skipping. Like I'm good. I'm safe. Whoop, dodge that bullet. <laughs> Dang. But then I get to the points now that it's like realizing one of the things that's a challenge and I guess is a challenge because I haven't right found the right discipline with it. Mm-hmm. is that I need to transition because there's this whole like ever since COVID more working from home I don't have the physical place per se to leave an office building and go to a yoga studio and then yeah. make it home and transition myself so it's like now I need to get into my personal space mm-hmm. and say you might have had that killer workout in the morning to hype you up but where's that or that evening meditation that's going to settle you back into your body and release everything that yeah. came at you throughout the day. And I've done it a few times. And I noticed 
the difference, but I don't have the discipline yet. And I think once I get to the level of having the discipline that it becomes mm-hmm. part of just my nature, yeah. that I'll get a better level of managing stress. Yeah. And like completing that's, that stress cycle from that day, every day. That's real. And I think that's really important. I never forget when I was, I think it was probably about three years ago. It might've been at the very beginning of COVID or just before. And I was talking to my kid and we were talking about the level of stress I had while I was working. Like I found mm-hmm. that I would be working intensely. Like I'd be at my computer. I got to do this, got to do that. Oh, I'm logging in this. And there would be nothing out externally that was causing any of that. And my kid said, how about you try this? When you're coaching a client that you light a candle before you start, and then you blow the candle out when you are done, because then it marked that compartment. Right. And that stuck with me so much. I mean, even like us, like you do it all the time. I, I have to be reminded, but like us, you'll sage. As soon as we get on, you're like, I'm saging, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> And then it's like, what are we going to do to close this? When we leave and we are done recording, what do we do to close this? And I think having a lot of those moments throughout the day, throughout our lives, even like starting your meals with prayer, you know, those are compartmentalizing those things and maybe Mm -hmm. ending your meal with thank you, with gratitude. Mm -hmm. That stands out to me. And that worked for me when I, when I do that. And when I begin coaching, there's a start and a finish. As much as I have in my personal spiritual development, sometimes gone against the grain of religion Mm -hmm. as far as like just structured what you should believe, right? I've had in my journey, some ups and downs with that, Mm -hmm. right? But really lately I have been understanding the power of rituals. Yeah. And just like you said, it's like opening that and closing that. And I think Mm -hmm. we do a lot of the opening and no closing. No closing. And then you get to the place of burnout and you're like, damn, I got to close this door and that door and this door and that door. Yeah, all the doors are open in the house. (laughs) You got every door open. open. (laughs) Well, think about that. The the stories I always hear about, um, if you've ever been into large apartment complexes and every few apartments on every floor, maybe it's like every 10 apartments, there is a door that closes. Like in the new apartments, they have two doors that shut. And those were the emergency doors. Mm-hmm. And if there is a fire and all the doors are open, it makes the fire flame even higher. Wow. And so when you just said that right now about all the doors, if you got mm-hmm. all these doors wide open and there is a crisis in your life, Mm-hmm. There is something that is causing a fire in your life and all those doors are open. That flame is going to rage even higher. Mm-hmm. So it is important for us to remember to shut those doors. Are there things even on our childhood that we yeah. need to go shut that damn door? Mm-hmm. That we need to say cleaning house exterminator is here. The door yep. is shutting. Mm hmm. Because that plays into the stress. It may not be like you mentioned earlier, the stressful moment. Yeah. We have stressful moments or, oh, Mm -hmm. I had, like you said, a stressful day at work. And so now I've gone and gotten a massage and now I feel relieved. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not just that stressful day at work. Mm -hmm. It's It's the baggage. Yeah, it's it's deeper. It's stuff we carry that doesn't 
have a sense of time. So it doesn't know that it's time is up because we, we didn't have tell to, it. Yeah, we didn't tell it. So we got to go say, it. yo, your time is up. Mm-hmm. Goodbye to the stress. So we hope that happiness outweighs the stress, but you still can be happy and stressed. Yes, but it's so can. important to recognize and to just, we wanted to have that conversation about about stress because I believe it's something that is very prominent. It's something that I see in my practice. Most of the women that I'm coaching, it comes from they've had this bout of stress that they need to figure out life mm-hmm. and the stress begins to overpower everything about life. Mm-hmm. You can't see the goals and dreams that you have. You're not motivated to go after the desires of your heart. You start becoming hopeless and thinking that you can't have these things that you truly want. And so mm-hmm. we have to clean house. We have to connect. We have to create community. We have to tap into collective consciousness. Y'all are tapped into ours right now. The collective <laughs> consciousness, yeah. right? The collective consciousness of, of de-stressing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and think- it's so constant. It is. It's constant. We didn't, it's not like we're on a pedestal and we've arrived. I didn't arrive anywhere. I'm on the journey. Yeah. I'm on the journey just like everybody else with a big ass tool shed. Cause I got my <laughs> partners in crime. <laughs> I always say toolbox, but now when you're on a call, when you're on with me, it's going to be a tool shed. It's a tool shed. Yeah. I love it. That's I love it. it. Yeah. Stress is real y'all. Yeah, stress is real. We want you to know that stress is real, but we also want you to know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You are never alone. You're never alone. Remember that. But also remember, you do have the power. You have the power to look Mm -hmm. it in its face and say, we're shut, like you said, shutting those doors on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also, yeah, it's also having those things in your toolbox or when you get a partner your tool yeah. shit <laughs> that help you navigate first is like that awareness like we're always mm-hmm. talking about how it's awareness and when you become aware then it's more of the how do I implement this throughout the day throughout my life so it's not just a weekend try to catch up thing oh yeah or I need a sabbatical mm-hmm. <laughs> or I just reach this massive point that I can't function. And so now I look at things that I know are going to be stressful a lot differently. And I come up with plans for them first. Like my to-do lists are segmented. Mm -hmm. I make to-do lists for things that I know are coming. It's like, by this date, you should have started to do X, Y, and Z. Did you allot time for that? So it doesn't just come in like, bam, knock me out. (laughs) Yeah. It's being aware. It's looking at, Mm -hmm. it's assessing, assessing our lives. I had to do that you know, I started doing that a couple of years ago where I assess my life. Like I was scheduling the self-care workshop and for me and my team, the self-care workshop was a stressor, not a bad stressor, but it was just more mm-hmm. work, more hours. And so the self-care workshop, when we set the plan for the self-care workshop and it was going to be so many days, there was also a self-care plan in that. So it was never mm-hmm. we have we're doing this thing that's going to be really stressful without having an alleviator. Right. And so we started doing that. And so in my life now, whenever I set goals, I set that self-care portion of the goal mm-hmm. and I have 
times during the day. I love my Apple watch times during the day, one where I'm standing, but also I set reminders. I have a constant reminder to breathe, nice. like take a moment. Yeah. I love that reminder. It pops up about four times a day throughout my day. And I just stop what I'm doing and do deep breathing. And that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that because getting that oxygen to the brain is so helpful. It does help alleviate that stress. And then also having morning routines, morning routines is mm -hmm. really important, but also an evening routine, which I'll admit my evening routine gets, I'm not as consistent. I need to be but, more consistent yeah. or disciplined around an evening mm -hmm. routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I do it, life tends to be a lot more palatable and a lot more smooth in my, you know, for myself. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that. So those are some of the things that I just like the broad brush strokes of how do I alleviate stress? But then I'm also doing other things like ashkawanda and, you know, mm -hmm. other supplements and massages and yeah. stuff like that. So there's so many different ways of helping your, your body and your central nervous system. Mm -hmm to calm down going into nature. I always activate my para uh, central nervous system because there it calms you. There's that calming effect. I read or I heard, I can't remember that when you hear birds, mm -hmm. automatically your body hears birds and knows that it's safe. Yeah. So you don't have the same level of stress, like automatically your cortisol levels are reduced because you hear birds. And that's I, why, like, if you have a stressful <laughs> day, work environment type of thing, going for a walk, if it's safe mm -hmm. in your neighborhood and you can hear birds would help you because. Okay. I have a confession. Mm -hmm. I have on my voice memo, I have files and files of birds. I have See? birds in Paris. I record them. So wherever yes. I'm going, I have Paris birds. I got Belize birds. I got birds mm -hmm. on Fairfax, the street. I just did birds in San Jose, like you name it. Mm -hmm. If I hear the birds, I'm recording them. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. All right, y'all. I'm at the, am I going to put out my bird album? Hey, I'll <laughs> buy it. I'll download it. <laughs> now streaming. Now in streaming. conference room number 10. <laughs> the bird album. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Y'all, we hope that this, episode has helped you just understand that there's nothing wrong with you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. And we want you to know that stress is a part of life, but how you navigate stress mm -hmm. is up to you. It's up to yes. you. And there are tools out there that will help you. We love you. Thank you. This week's holistic ism is I filter stress through my lens of happiness. Hey, I like that. I Isn't like that. That's so empowering. That is empowering mm -hmm. because it makes you realize that even though there may be something that doesn't feel good, there is a way to find the silver lining. Mm -hmm. Or like you that. know the stress is coming, so you're mm -hmm. ready to filter it. Mm. And what am I going to do to call in some joy? Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our audience question of the week is what is the one thing that you can do to alleviate stress? We want to hear from you. Make sure you go over to our IG at My Holistic Life and let us know.
All right, y'all have an amazing week. Bye. Bye. Hey, boo. Hey, Natasha McRae here. I want to personally invite you to join the whole nation where the conversation continues. Go to myholisticlife.com where you can take the how ho fabulous are you quiz, share your thoughts and ask questions and join in on the fun with our polls and challenges. Be a part of a community ready to enjoy a life of happiness, satisfaction and serenity. Join us at myholisticlife.com.